Hi, it's Lynn Johnson with If These Shares Could Talk, and I am going to be talking today. I apologize for not uh, putting a, an episode out for so long, but it is holiday season, and you know how hairdressers are. We are backed up like crazy. We have cancellation lists a mile long, and everybody wants in, and we try to appease everybody. But what I want to talk about today is tragedy. Um, as your hairdresser, we go through a lot of tragedies with you. We, your death of your children, your pets, your parents. We, I mean, it's just crazy what we go through. We stand by you. We understand when you cancel because this happens. Your car gets wrecked. Um, your kid is sick at school. You have emergency meetings and you know, parents die, like we stick by you with all your tragedies and we are like there for you to hug you, stand there, do whatever, do your hair and have you that shoulder to cry on a lot of times. Um, but what I really want to talk about is how loyal are you to your hairdresser when he or she has a tragedy? Um, you know, think about it. It's just, we don't like it when you cancel on us because it's very difficult for us. But it's also, you know, gosh, horrible for you when we have to cancel because of a tragedy. Whether a mild tragedy, our child is sick, a flat tire, a car wreck, or a major tragedy like our parents dying, um, divorces, things like that. So how loyal are you to your hairdresser? Um, I had, had some crazy tragedies happen to me in the span of three years when living in Panama City, Florida. Um, if you remember, I moved there in 1985 and my dad had lost his job. Uh, the plant closed down in New York and he got laid off. So my one uncle and my grandmother, his brother and his mother lived in Panama City, Florida. And then my other uncle and his kids and all that lived in Pensacola, Florida. And so we moved to that in 1985. Now, if you, those of you are familiar with Panama City, Florida, um, it isn't like MTV made it <laughs> um, at that time. You know, it's totally different right now. Uh, MTV made Panama City what it is today and blossomed that town. It just grew and grew and grew because of it. Whereas um, uh, MTV and all that did that. So while living in Florida, I worked, um, I worked at a couple of salons. One was Fort Dimension, one was Hotheads, and then, and another one I couldn't really remember uh, the name of it. I didn't work there briefly. The man was a prima donna, if I can say the least. In that point, he uh, it was a small salon, and he did not have a mirror in the building at all. Bathrooms, styling stations, nothing like that. And he believed that if we as stylists could not do your hair properly, the way you wanted and what we thought would look best on you, then um, we weren't doing our jobs. And he didn't want you to tell him whether you liked it or not, because he was he knew best. He was much a prima donna. And he was such a prima donna that he didn't even allow magazines in there. We had wallpaper sample books and paint um, sample books for clients to look at so they could redo their home and fabric books. It was kind of crazy. I, I didn't work there very long because I couldn't handle 
his prima donna-ness at all. It was just, woof, it was a bit much for my brain. But um, for to mention, I worked at, um, it was after that, and it was uh, similar to a Fantastic Sam's. I believe it was a Fantastic Sam's at one time, and then the owners bought it out and caused it, called it for to mention, and there was a few of them there in Panama City at the time. It was in the mall, and um, it was... December 18th, 1986, I remember uh, getting called to the front desk saying I had to call my uncle. And you have to, 1986, no cell phones. I could not use the salon phone for personal phone calls, so I had to go out into the mall to a pay phone and call my uncle to find out what was wrong. You know, why is he calling me at work? And um, come to find out, my father had had a heart attack and they were taking him to the hospital. Uh, I was 17 or 18 years old. I was 86, so 18, 18, 19 years old. And I didn't have a car just yet. I was borrowing parents' car and getting driven to and from work. And um, so my dad was supposed to pick me up from work. And, of course, he couldn't because he was on his way to the hospital. And then, you know, that tragedy happen so of course what do you have to do is you gotta you, you cancel clients because you know I needed to go to the hospital and do all this stuff and and I had only been working there like not me six months seven eight months not very long I hadn't been working there very long and so I mean how loyal can your customers be and when a tragedy happens you know people try to be understanding but it, it's not always 100%. And like I said, and how, how um, you know, how much can they stand behind you? So I, my dad was in the hospital for 10 days before he died. He had five massive heart attacks in a matter of three hours. Not sure exactly what caused it. He was 45 years old. And then he died December 28th. And um, so we had to go through, you know, all the holiday time without him, with him being in the hospital. And we'd go visit him, but, you know, he's in ICU, on a respirator. There's not much you can do. He couldn't breathe on his own. They had run some brain scans and basically said he was brain dead because his heart had stopped too long. And the base of his brain was working. So my mother had to make the decision to let him go. And she did on December 28th is what they did. And I mean, like I said, it's just kind of crazy that you go through all this. And then your clients, it's pretty amazing because I, I have been doing their hair maybe six months to a year. So what's that, five, five to ten visits, you know, once every five to six weeks that I saw them. And a lot of them stood by me. A lot of them were there. I didn't lose them. I had, you know have bad days where I'd screw up their hair, basically. I would, um, you know, not cut them even or cut one side or whatever the other and not make them even. And so, I mean, it's just like one of those things, like, what do you do? It's like, you're so sorry I screwed up. I didn't mean to screw up your hair, but um, so I'd fix it each time and everything else. And you just go on with life. And so that was, like I said, 1986, December like 18th through the 28th, 
eighth, you go through this tragedy. And then you have, you know, your moments where things are good and life is good and things go on and your clients keep growing with you. And so then I started dating this guy named Glenn. And um, he, was, he was in the military. He was military police. He was in the Air Force. And I was young, like I said, 19. And then we roll into the new year. We start dating and everything. And he's a pretty good guy. I like him, party animal. All military boys seem to be. You start dating and you go through all this stuff. And um, we got married, which was kind of cool and sad. We got married the following year in 1987. And... Um, Instead of my dad walking me down the aisle, my uncle did, and I had the full wedding with all my girlfriends and all that stuff, and and it was pretty cool. And then he became a jerk. The only way I can explain it, and I don't consider myself a victim. I've never considered myself a victim of my life. I just realized, you know, if we consider ourselves victims of life, we go around with this woe is me attitude sometimes. Not always, but... And that, um, oh, we're victims, so you have to feel sorry for us. And I have never wanted anybody to feel sorry for me. I've always tried to be that, that you know, strong person. So when my dad died, I, you know, I didn't want anybody feeling sorry for me. You know, parents die is one of those things that happen. Um, and that's part of our lives is that people come and go. We have flat tires. We get in car wrecks. Our pets die. That's what life is. And... We truly shouldn't be a, a victim of our lives, you know, because then we would never grow or learn or do anything like that. It's just, you know, it sounds kind of crazy, but that's just my brain is that this is life and this is what I have to do is what it threw at me. And now I need to figure life out and keep moving. So like I said, I've never really considered myself a victim of any of the circumstances that I had. Yes, I lost my dad at a young age, but I continued to grow and be the person that I am and go on with my life. And I think that's what we should do. I, like I said, I don't, I don't really feel like we should be our victims of our circumstances. Now, a lot of people don't have that mentality. They don't have that mindset to say, okay, this is just life and I have to do this. And this is what my life is, is, and, you know, this is what happens. Some people have that. I'm so sorry, and I'm, you know, this happened to me, and I need help, or I need sympathy, or I need um, whatever to be a victim. And like I said, my personality is not, so I sometimes don't comprehend that in people. I really don't understand how some people can be have that mindset either I am not very good with that I will say um because I'm always like suck it up you gotta go on with your life so anyhow so here we are you know 19 years old we lose our father you know Peter was in the military he had to come home Dean was living in Dallas Texas he had to come home Anthony was still in high school so he you know had a lot of he was already at home, and um, so we didn't have to worry about that. And my mom, you know, was a very strong woman also, so she, my brothers were like, oh, we'll come move home and take care of you and all that. And she's like, no, 
you will go back to your lives. You will not do that. You will just continue on with your lives. And she was that person. My mom, she didn't work while we were growing up. She went to work basically when we moved to Florida and my dad was still looking for work and he found a job teaching electrician at the Votag school there in Panama city. My mom, I think was, I don't know, working in a daycare at the time. So it was just very unusual to have my mother work. She was always a stay at home mom, which is kind of a cool blessing to have that. So I still lived at home and, um, so I tried to help out as much as possible financially I did what I could, and like I said, my brothers, they um, they moved on and went on with their lives. Peter stayed in the military. Dean stayed in Texas, and of course, Anthony finished school. But it's just one of those things that you just kind of you kind of got to remember is that through tragedy. So I can't imagine how many how many haircuts I screwed up during that time. Because your brain isn't just there, especially while he was in the hospital. I know I still work um, while he was in the hospital. I didn't not work. Um, you know, I went in and did hair and did whatever. And I think my mom did too. I can't remember. Isn't it amazing what your brain will do? I cannot remember what we did with our Christmas presents for him. I remember buying them. I remember wrapping them. I remember them being under the tree. But I don't remember what we did with them. I don't remember if we returned them to the store. I, it's just strange that, you know, how your brain works and blocks out tragedies and how things are. Um, but, yeah, my clients were just incredibly, incredibly loyal. And I just was shocked at that age to have customers just be, like I said, just amazingly loyal all this time and not... Um, leave me because I screwed up their hair during a tragedy. And like I said, I don't know how many, how many of you do that or not, but it's just one of those things that I think we should take into consideration when you have a hairdresser to um, be loyal to that person, even through their tragedies, through cancer, through, um, whatever may be going on in their lives because you don't, you really don't know what they need or what they don't need and um, how strong they are. They may need to be, um, they may need that shoulder, that, that help, that assistance more so than I did. Um, like I said, I don't remember a lot of that, which I guess that's a good thing my brain does that. Um, I don't know how other people's brains work, but I know mine, it's very, I remember some things, but I don't remember a lot of things, which is quite comical. Obviously, if you've been listening, I don't remember bosses' names. It's terrible of me that I don't, don't remember those things. Awful that I can't remember bosses' names, I guess because they make a great impression on my brain, so I don't, I don't remember them that well. It's terrible. Gosh, I'm a horrible person when it comes to that. Um, but I hope, I know this one's going to be short because it is the holidays and trying to find time to make these episodes is a little difficult, but I appreciate your loyalty to listening and waiting for the next one. That's kind of cool. 
Um, I hope that you're loyal to your hairdresser during his or her tragedies and try to be a little more understanding when they can cancel on you, even though you may not want them to, but um, we get it. We all have to cancel life sometimes, and hair can be not the most important thing in our lives. We learned a lot of that during 2020 as far as the COVID and, you know, uh, several clients of mine um, realized they could do without me and I did lose some. I don't know if they're going to another hairdresser or not, but I did lose probably um, 20% of my clients during that time because, you know, whether they decided to cut their own hair or go to another hairdresser, I have no idea. But it's just something to think about is staying loyal during a tragedy to your hairdresser because she may need you or he may need you and to be that person. And but you know, the other thing about being loyal doesn't mean having your hair ruined either. It means speaking up and saying, you know, last time you really were distracted and um, is everything okay? Because sometimes we never tell you about our tragedies. We are always listening to your tragedies and to your lives that we may never speak up about our tragedies to you. We may never ever um, talk about those or talk about the situation with you as far as that goes. Um, sorry, I had a pin in my mouth. I'm making smocks for the salon. Uh, and so a lot of times I don't talk about it, uh, my own tragedies to people. One, um, like I said, I don't, I don't want sympathy. I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't, I don't have that mentality. I don't look for that sympathy in people I've never had. So it's um, very difficult for me to talk about things when things are wrong. Uh, maybe I'm emotionally broken. Who knows? I might be. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, stay loyal to your hairdresser during tragedy. They need you more than ever to stay loyal to them and keep moving on with them. And let them know, like, mm, you really kind of goofed up last time. Can we, can we do something else again or whatever it may be? And definitely have a great Merry Christmas. Have a good Happy New Year. We have 2022 coming up, and I will have some more episodes, and I might add on to this loyalty to tragedy, because remember I said I had, oh, some crazy tragedies during my 1985 to about 1988 in Panama City, Florida, and I believe those tragedies really made me who I am today and put me where I needed to be today. Thanks for listening again. This is Lynn with the Shears Good Talk, and I did talk today.